uh, I was watching with Laura and Rosalita. She said, is this the longest version of Rosalita? Uh, I was sad enough to check. No, it's not. There is a 17 and a half minute version I've got. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that's, you know, him and him and uh, Clarence uh, camping it up is always a great delight. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a crossover episode. It's Music Talks meets Set Lusting Bruce. That's right. It's the monthish. It's been a couple of months, but where mm-hmm. Terry Smith and I get together and talk about releases from Mr. Springsteen. Terry, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Jesse, and it's uh, it's lovely to be here as always. And music talks meets uh, Settlers in Bruce is like a should be a superhero movie, really, shouldn't it? It should be. It is. <laughs> it's very nice. Yes. Um, so we we have not uh, recorded in a couple of months, uh, just for various reasons. One, I don't think anything of the latest. Um, releases was something that I felt I didn't have anything particular um in anything interesting to share I would like like oh yeah it was good but you know um I don't know if there's anything over the past couple of months that you've seen that you did want to share no I'm with you I mean you know I still uh, I still get them and listen to them um and enjoy them but nothing special whereas uh obviously what we're about to talk what we're going to talk about today was like ah at last. yeah yeah it was really funny we're going to talk the the official no nukes release of the kind of 90 minute set that uh and we're going to talk a little bit more details but it was funny you know i'm listening to it before i watched it and i immediately jumped on my phone and went to gmail and i said hey terry any chance you want to talk about this and like almost immediately and you have to understand there's a time difference between terry and i and he's like i was thinking the same thing absolutely so, the same thing yeah yeah. I agree. Um, yeah so for those of you who may not know and i don't i don't if you are i don't know why you're listening to this podcast <laughs> um you know back in the late 70s there was a movement uh to stop nuclear power um uh, by the way Penn gillette says global warning is is uh jackson brown and bruce springsteen's fault <laughs> that, that if they had not fought against nuclear power we might have more nuclear plants and global warning would not be a thing uh, i don't think that's exactly true but i do understand his point uh but there was uh and there was a film and but bruce did not you know, because it was a lot of great artists, you know, Tom Petty, Jackson Brown, Bonnie Raitt, uh, you know, Bruce and the East Street Band only made a couple of songs on the, both the album and the film. And uh, we've always enjoyed that, right? Uh, it's a good yep. thought. Um, but uh, one of the surprises that Bruce said he had at the beginning of the year is uh, Tom Zemini, who is the official, I guess, Bruce Springsteen, uh, you know, videographer uh, or at least his partner in all things films 
took the raw footage and put together a concert film. Um, I'll start with you. What, what was your thoughts when you heard about this happening and then after seeing it? Um, well, let's take those in reverse. So, you know, first of all, um, you know, when I heard about it happening, I just said it was like, finally, because, and I think one of the, the interesting things for me in this discussion, Jesse, is, and you've talked about it before, that um, in relative terms, you know, you certainly came to Bruce later than this period. So yeah. I'm fascinated to hear, you know, how, what your views of it are. But of course, um, this was pre my time as well. I didn't get to see him until another 20 months uh, after this. And you have to remember, this was the 70s. So, you know, when this concert took place, I had seen one clip of Bruce, which is him doing Rosalita. Um, you know, that famous clip where the girls are storming the stage and everything. That had been shown on the old Grey Whistle Test in 1977, I think, in the UK. And that was literally the only thing anyone had ever seen in the UK of him, um, unless you made the concerts in 75, which I didn't. Um, so therefore... And you, you continued to read about, you know, the Darkness Tour and what a genius this guy was live. So the fact that there was the no nukes, both the album and the film, just to see was so exciting. Um, but then to see the whole thing and, you know, I'll, I'll put my comments in the context of I think I'm really glad they released it and I think it's great. Um, but it's been interesting listening to or uh, reading and listening to some sort of reviews. And I think it was the Times in the UK, you know, they described it as the performance of his career. And I'm like, well, I'm not sure about that. So, you know, I guess my summary for this would be, I think it's a great 90 minutes. Uh, I think it's a great watch. Um, you can certainly see that this is a bunch of people who've been cooped up in a studio for about seven or eight months. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean... <laughs> They did play things faster in the 70s, but God, this is, I mean, particularly night one, you can see the clips from there. I mean, it is really frenetic. Um, you know, Bruce, body language and everything, there's like twitching, you know, he's almost like he's electricity going off. So um, I think, you know, they they seem to be as excited to be there as the audience almost. Um, I do think it's interesting to compare you know, late seventies audiences to what we've seen, you know, in latter years of, you know, there's no touching, have you noticed, you know, yeah. <laughs> they all just stand there and look. Um, but, you know, I guess the summary I got to, and then we'll go into some of the details is that if somebody said to me, okay, why is Springsteen such an exciting performer? I think this would be a great DVD to show them. If they ask the question, why do you go and see 48 Bruce concerts? You know, why is the concert experience so different, uh, so special? I would absolutely show them Barcelona or Hyde Park because, you know, at the end of the day, the strange thing about this is it's a complete one-off. You know, he doesn't do 90-minute shows. Um, yes. You know, it is a charity event. It's at the, You'll see the clock ticking in the corner. It's at the end of six or seven hours. Yes. You know, you've got the celebrity sing-along sort of at the end. So, I love it. I think there are some great performances in there. I do think, you know, whilst it's not a show, it does it does have that Springsteen arc. You know, you start with darkness, he goes into the river. That's probably where you know, and then then you're into Sherry Darling and let's have a party. You know, Thunder Road Jungle Land, a brilliant Rosalita and Born to Run, and then let's do the covers bit. So, um, you know, I love it. 
Uh, I think there's great stuff in there, but I do think, you know, it's, I'm glad it's been added to the catalog, but I don't subscribe to, um, you know, the performance of his career. And I guess the final thing I will say is, you know, I also think this is quite, you know, it, it's, tr- it's, it's a transitional moment because I think about the band I saw 20 months later and actually they were more polished than, and I'm not saying that's a good thing, but yeah. they were more, they were more polished than what you see in here. Yeah. A um, lot to unpack. And there's, I hope I, you know, I have mental notes. I forgot to write down things. So uh, <laughs> I may. I have uh, to write down these days, yes. Jesse, the function uh, of being 64. <laughs> one of the things that, um, first off, you know, I, I have a little bit of that bias too. you know, they'll say, and this was the E street band at their heights. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I do think that some classic fans, let's use a kind word, tend to over romanticize that, you know, the, the darkness tour and, and that time frame, right. Um, one, I, I loved it. I loved it all. I, I loved the the energy. But one thing thought is, you know, the band seems a little light because, yeah. you know, I had come from the age where, um, you know, we had little Stephen and Niels mm. and Patty and Susie. You know, so when you look at this classic band, you're like, are, are, you know, I mentally I know they're not missing members, but I'm like, you know, when I always think of the E Street Band, and in fact, I make that joke where after High Hopes and Wrecking Ball, you know, where they had the orchestra kind of, you know, all the horn section, yeah. you're like, oh, for the river, it was the pared down band. And that was still what, eight or nine people, right? <laughs> like, yeah. So I, it did strike that. Um, I, I, little Steven has long hair and he doesn't have a <laughs> scarf on. He's got yeah, a cap. I mean, I do love Bruce's I'm 30. Life yes. is at an end. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, it, there, so the other point I wanted to make, and we're going to get into some details, but every once in a while, and it's not many, but you do hear a few people, oh, you know, now that Bruce is over 70, are we going to get what we want? And I just can't see him doing three and a half, four hour shows anymore. Hey, if he can do a 90 minute show with this kind of energy. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Take my money. Yep. You yep. know, I, I'm okay yep. with it. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, or, or, you know, he does, um, I think we've talked about this before. Yep. He does yep. what he used to do and he did in these days is, yes. uh, yep. you know, you do two sets and yep. you take a break in the middle. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I must tell you the story. I saw yep. David Crosby just before I left Seattle. Yeah. Um, and they did a first set of about an hour and hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And then they did, and I always go back to four-way street, you know, we're going to take a little break and we'll re- be right back. Yeah. Um, and they take, they take their break. Now, the first thing is that I was bringing down the age of the audience. Okay. So it was quite, <laughs> and you know, he hadn't started till like quarter to nine or something. So yeah. they've yeah. done the first set and we're, we're now past it. And you can see a number of members of the audience of, Ooh, it's getting a bit late. Yes. Um, but they came back 20 minutes later and, uh, 
he he just walked to the mine. He said, "We've just been laughing." He said, "In in the old days, we used to go off for twenty minutes." And he said, "I'll I'll just say we used to do interesting things." He said, "I've just had a kale salad." <laughs> <laughs> That's well, what changes when you're seventy. <laughs> when uh, I, uh, Linda, and I went and saw um, a few months ago the. Um, Eagles Hotel California, you know, three years after I bought the ticket, it feels like, yep. and they did the, you know, they had the full band and um, with Vince Gill and um, Glenn Fry's son alternating between what Glenn would sing lead on. Um, and they did all of Hotel California. Then they took a break and then came back and did kind of their you know, as Don Henley says, every song we know, they did a nice greatest hits thing. And so it ended up being a whole three hours with about a 15 or 20 minute break in there. And I'm like, yeah, I felt, it. I felt, you know, it was great. Uh, you know, they, they played everything I wanted to hear and it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, well, also the thing, Bruce, yeah. you know, in that format, Bruce could easily sit, stick in half an hour's acoustic set as well. Yes. So, um, you know, he can still do what will be a long evening but yeah. without um i think even in 1979 in furnace the yeah. energy that is in this show i think three and a half hours might have been a bit pushing a bit but i, I also I think, think so. you're you're spot on about the band i mean i guess it's why i go back to this you know the performance of his career or the band playing at their peak and it's yeah. like no you want to hear this band in my view at the at the musical people peak in terms of playing and it was the river tour in 2016 yeah you know, i think so uh, I, I, immaculate yeah Absolutely. i mean when you think about it i mean they had um you know we had little steven and Niels and Susie and and, yep. and you know and um patty you know because the kids were old enough now that she could be at every show and uh and yes we missed both danny and clarence but uh you know, we, um, Charlie and Jake were filling in admirably. And um, so I think for sentimental reasons, you certainly would miss uh, Clarence and Danny, but they, there was a joy and energy on those shows that you and I have talked about in the past. Like, we don't know how often we're going to get to do this. You know, we may not get to do this too many more times. So we're going to leave it on everything we have out there every yeah. show yeah and um fingers crossed that we do get a turn next year yes. boy is that going to be amplified um, yeah i really do think so i think there will be a joy um there is a lot of talk you mentioned that that they had been recording so this was unusual for them they normally don't do festivals uh, Bruce has said that they normally do not take breaks from recording but this was a cause that he thought was a good cause well, here's the thing on the recording, Jesse, yeah. if you look at it. Um, so they'd actually, at this point, thought they'd finished the album. Oh, oh, yeah, I guess they had. Because, so if you go back to, um, he submitted um, what was going to be called the ties. That, so he submitted the single album. Yes. Like a week after these concerts. Ah, oh, I had not put the yeah. timing together. So, and this is one of the things I love about the man is that he's so perverse because, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, in those sessions I was looking yesterday, just if you look at the River Box set, just what's released, yeah. then 
you've obviously got the original album, you've got the single album, Ties That Bind. You've then got the 22 outtakes that didn't quite make it. And he goes to a charity event. He plays two songs from his yet-to-be-released album, and one of them, Sherry Darling, actually wasn't planned to be on the album. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, you know, then he withdrew that album and went right back into the studio for another six months, and that's when The River came out. But, yeah, they. Um, so I think that's what you're seeing is that energy of, God, we've been cooped up in a studio, but you also wonder whether there may be a bit of frustration of um, still not quite right. Yeah. Still not quite right. The other thing I thought was interesting is if you ignore the covers, um, you know, the shortest songs, Born to Run, yeah. uh, you know, and, and almost everything else. I mean, Thunder Road's only five and a half minutes, but almost every other song is six to, you know, 10 minutes. You're right. I mean, they You're are right. long songs. And there is a, a, a lot of, you know, antics on stage they are having fun they are giving back and forth with each other uh you know him and clarence him and steven um it is the other thing i thought is um they you don't have wireless amps anymore at this point right <laughs> there, you, you see by the way you realize it is yeah. and laura i'll mention laura twice yeah. she pointed that that is kevin yes so, you know, he's been around for a long time, but yeah, there's it's that been a long bit time. they run to the back and Kevin's trying to get his lead back in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I definitely agree. I believe this is not only an important historical document and historical kind of timepiece, but it's it's a fun 30 minute film. I um I this won't happen, though I want it to really bad. We have at my job. Uh, we, uh, our owner just bought a, a new building and it has a wonderful, uh, I don't know exactly how big of a piece of ground it is around the building, but it's a fairly big, and in our back of the building, there is this little slope in a field. And so for um, our fall kind of employee event, uh, we put, uh, we had bought a huge I don't even know how many, how big, but a, one of those massive screens that inflates. And then they had a DVD player projecting. And uh, we had, we, we had a food truck and we had um, popcorn and we played um, Onward, a Pixar film. And I'm like, I want to invite everyone in Dallas that's a Bruce fan and do like show this or show Hyde Park and just do our own Bruce Outdoor Festival. Well, you um, know what you should yeah. think about seriously because yeah. I did do this. Uh, mm -hmm. So when I when I lived in Reading before we moved to Seattle, yeah. um, we were looking. We we had a, a lovely local hotel that yeah. actually had a thirty seater private cinema. Oh yeah. Uh, so I actually did it for family and friends is that we, um, mm -hmm. we hired it out yeah. and it was actually to celebrate my brother's passing because my brother was with me at the Hyde Park and we, and we showed Hyde Park. Oh, um, yeah. but the other thing I've looked at is you'd be surprised how, uh, unless it's changed, but I did, I looked at this when I was in Seattle, get in touch with your local multiplex. Yes. 
and find out how much it costs to hire the smaller cinema. And if you do it like 11 o'clock in the morning, yeah. you might be very pleasantly surprised. That is a great idea. Yeah, to do. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, we haven't, we haven't had a tour for five years, you know, yeah, and exactly. you, you get to hear Bruce very loud. <laughs> yes. Um, so what, you know, we, we have a, a total of, you know, about 13 tracks. Um, so, a couple of highlights for you. What what are things that you especially enjoyed? And of course, the easy answer is all of it, Jesse. But uh, you know, <laughs> I think I would probably I would take three, and okay. I'll do them in reverse order. Okay. Um, there you see, I'm I'm going to get close to four. No, Detroit Melody, which apparently was only played on night two. Yeah. Um, Detroit Melody. I've always loved and those early days, you know, I had bootlegs. And then when I, when he started touring in the eighties, it was like, they're never going to do Detroit melody again, are they? Mm -hmm. You know, that's the old days. And of course, yeah. good news is that changed. So I think that's great. Um, uh, you mentioned it before about Clarence, um, you know, and I know you have a different view on jungle land, but I yeah. have to say Clarence just nails that solo. Yeah. I mean, nails it. Uh, I think it's brilliant. Um, the Promised Land, um, I enjoyed that, not least of which, of course, it has the original opening on it, which yes. he then later dropped. Now, you can see why he dropped it, because he needs two, two harmonicas. Yes. <laughs> and, and he almost gets it wrong. Um, but I love that. And then the final one, the very first song he played were uh, in 81 when I saw him for the first time. You know, the opening song was Prove It All Night. And that, therefore, that will always, always be special. Um, so those those were the ones I particularly enjoyed. It's interesting you mentioned about that because uh, I was watching with Laura and Rosalita. She said, is this the longest version of Rosalita? Uh, I was sad enough to check. No, it's not. There is a 17 yeah. and a half minute version I've got. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that's, you know, him and him and uh, Clarence uh, camping it up is always a great delight. So, uh, yeah, most of it, basically, Jesse. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, you know, I have, I've joked about, I don't, I'm not a fan necessarily of night songs. I don't necessarily like light and, yeah. um, and I think, but I was pleasantly surprised how much I loved to prove it all night. Just them coming out and them starting, uh, it was, I really enjoyed it. Um, I did enjoy jungle land. I, you know, I think, seeing um Clarence in all his glory you know was a little sentimental for me yeah um you know I think I've told you the story when I was in Nashville uh, a kid you know had a sign says it's my 19th birthday play the river and Bruce did play the river and we joked you know had he ever heard the song I mean is that really a song you want to celebrate your birthday um Presumably like, you got a union card and a wedding coat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, it, I really, in context going, you know, very few people have heard the river and Sherry Darling. And to think about that, they're getting a new song oh, yeah. that is now both of them. I, I think, you know, classics it is interesting. Um, I just love Sherry Darlin. I always do. It's just a joy. And to see that young crew doing it. Um, and then Linda and I went to New Orleans a couple of months ago. And this was one of those where 
if you tried to do logic, you would just you would tilt your head and go, that makes no sense. But uh, James Taylor and Jackson Brown were touring and the tickets in Fort Worth, which is, you know, right next to Dallas, were just really expensive. They had no like there was nothing that wasn't, you know, three, four hundred dollars a seat. And so I looked and New Orleans had tickets still at, you know, the ninety hundred dollar range for pretty good seats. So we spent like, you know, three thousand dollars going to New Orleans, flying <laughs> hotel room, you know, eating out uh, to save, you know, because we didn't want to pay. You got cheap tickets. tickets. That's yeah. OK. Yeah. Uh, and, and as Linda said, but, you know, we got a mini vacation out of it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so it was a lot of fun. Um, but my only regret was because James, I'd never seen Jackson Brown perform before. And he opened. He was absolutely amazing. Uh, James Taylor joined him for a couple of songs. Then he changed. But because he's not opening, he's opening, not closing. He didn't do stay or the uh, loadout. And that was my only nitpick. I, I just, you know, uh, because James Taylor, um, in, you know, closed and ended with... Um, close your eyes uh, and right. you know yeah. and so it was absolutely beautiful it was a great but that was my thing so hearing them do stay um because i love running on empty and and i remember just loving that you know loadout that made me smile i've never seen detroit medley live and so seeing all of this in its glory yeah. is, is just amazing so I, I agree with you those are just really good um but I do not, there is not a song that on this set that if I'm got it in the car on the CD or on my iPod, you know, my phone, I would just push play. I don't think there's a song like, well, I'll skip this one, this one. I think it really is a very tight 90 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny you say that, I guess, because two other things that popped for me. Um, one was, in some ways, this reminded me, albeit obviously, you know, this isn't much longer, but it reminded me of the Super Bowl set. Yes. You know, and uh, I'm not going to claim this is mine. I'm not this clever. This this was actually in that Times review, but they described it, and all of this is an all-killer, no-filler experience. Yes. Uh, and that's what it is. You know, it's 90 yes. minutes. And as you say, if Bruce was to come out and do a 90-minute show of this quality, next year um we'd all still moan but um yes. you know it's um you know he's proven a point and again you know going back you mentioned about the river you know it was premiered at these shows yes. and i just think as was sherry darling but the bravery of going out you know clearly putting together a hits show yeah. but then oh i'll just put two songs in the middle of it that no one's ever heard before yeah because you know, at madison square gardens yeah you know, that's brilliant. I think that's brilliant. Yes, it is very much. Um, because, and you could see, you know, it also is interesting seeing how young the band is. By the way, I just did the math right real quickly in my house. Two of the 13 songs were new. So that's 15%. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, you know, uh, yeah. a kind of high percentage. Um you know, it was it was really cool that we got, you know, we get to see Tom Petty and Jackson Brown and everything doing stay. 
um, you wonder, you know, nowadays maybe they would have stayed on stage to do either quarter three or Detroit medley, you know, one or the other. Um, the band was doing their own. I thought it also was fairly seamless, even though you could tell by um, Clarence's clothes and Bruce's clothes. And, yeah, they know, weren't that, slick enough to wear the same clothes twice right. in those days. Nobody had thought of that. But you very quickly, you know, I, I didn't notice. I mean, I guess if I, you know, as far as I'm just enjoying the show and um, I think you could have said though. Also, the guys on None But The Brave did mention there is a couple of scenes where, you know, the camera's like looking at the floor yeah, <laughs> but they had to throw that in there to get the sound right, and I did because they had mentioned that. I noticed it, and I went, "Oh, yeah." Okay, there that's is. It actually funny. says on the it says on the sleeve that there's a couple of bits where they've um, I forget what they refer to it, but basically they mean bootlegs. Um, yes. they've they've had to cut in audio because uh, mm-hmm. they didn't have the whole thing, which yeah. was also in the download. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I um, I mean. Apparently, and I, I didn't have time to search on this, but apparently on night one, I remember reading this, was that, and it was maybe one of the reasons why Bruce was so sort of edgy, but there'd been some falling out with a girlfriend who was then there as a photographer. Oh, um, yeah. Um, and, I mean, the other thing that, that occurred to me was, um, and I know he's being funny, but can you imagine him now if someone gave him a birthday cake just throwing it away? I was... <laughs> That was exactly what I was going to bring up, Terry. I think Mr. Showman now quite rightly would go, a fan's made the effort, you know, but he clearly wasn't in the best of moods. Yes, it was, I I don't know how much it was really bothering him, the idea of turning 30, but yes, the current Bruce, even 10 or 15 Would have called for a knife. (laughs) Yes, would have, yeah, would have just been so, um, a little bit of cockiness and arrogance. I mean, and that's youth, right? Absolutely. Um, I did love the um, the kind of James Brown impersonation of him, you know, being down and they're giving him air. And uh, the it is kind of, you know, he doesn't do any introductions, uh, but they do have the whole. I've been asked by this, you know, the management. Yeah, his little. (laughs) It's just hilarious. Uh, he, um, Chris brought up, cause he watched part of it with me. He says, well, he went from, he has a jacket now, then often he wears a vest. So I guess he decides that, you know, the, the vest is more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, maybe so. Um, I also love, um, one of my favorite covers is, uh, the nitty gritty dirt band doing uh, rave on. Uh, and so Bruce does a great version of Ray Vaughn on this. And, and I think it was very appropriate that it kind of playing over the credits uh, and uh, just a really fun set list. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is weird, that one, because it, so here's the nerd. My, you know, I love my nerdy facts. Yeah. If you go on to set list FM, uh, yeah. which is normally pretty good. Ray Vaughn yeah. is not shown on the set list on either night. Oh, Wow. So I don't know if there's a story there or just whoever put up set list forgot or left. Did they come Mm -hmm. back and do another uncle? I don't know. Because if you, and I haven't gone back and watched it. If you look, he's talking to someone at the front and the, and then they go into Ravon. So, and it seems strange that 
they played it over the credits unless maybe they only had a little snap but yeah um, maybe they did might dig into that one might yeah um i also thought it was very interesting when he was promoting this he talked about and he said this a couple of times worried about getting in his own head that if he had filmed then that's why there's no film because he was worried that if he saw himself he might become self-conscious about what he's doing and i thought that was interesting yeah i mean it's it's fascinating isn't it when you look back and think um you know and i've certainly have read those things of almost um worried that it might destroy the magic yes um you know and and I, I say this a lot on music talks because yeah. a number of guests are younger than me. And one of the things is, you know, the impact of MTV, whereas I was, I was passionately against video when people started doing pop videos. It was like, no, uh, it's my job to put the film in my head. I don't want somebody else giving me a view. Yes. Um, now you could also argue that, I mean, the, the video for Atlantic city, I think was a work of genius. Yes, it was. Um, the video for Dancing in the Dark clearly is still one of the most embarrassing things ever been done. <laughs> and you can see why Bruce was going, I'm not sure this suits me. Yes. Um, but, uh, and yet, the, you know, I, I was thinking the number of films that have, so you've got the, the Hammersmith Odeon show of 75 was obviously filmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the Riveter film in uh, 80 and there's more of those. So there was, there was filming going on, but yeah, I, I, I understand the, I don't want to start analyzing what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and I think it's really, um, and you, you know, it's also um, early in his career and, and not actually not even that early, but um, for the longest time, you know, s- signs bothered him. Right. He didn't want signs. And, yeah. you know, and now then they've kind of he's actually embraced the signs. And, uh, you know, especially during, you know, um, some of the wrecking ball and mm-hmm. high hopes where, you know, OK, let me let me pull up and let's see, you know, kind of playing stump the band. Uh, and I think that's um, same thing right now. Then they record a lot of stuff and um you know where yeah, they... again if we get a turn next year it'll be very interesting to see i mean yeah. one's got, you've got to assume that you'll be able to download the shows but will they yeah. start releasing videos of them? i mean they've, yeah. they've yeah. done official video clips before why wouldn't they just stream the whole show well i mean i know there are there would have been shows like as we do like we buy the audio there would be plenty of times that i would be glad to oh yeah let me take my 25 bucks or whatever you're going to charge me to have a chance to write you know to have a video of this show that i adored well particularly and i mean obviously they are not officially sanctioned yeah. Um, but, you know, the people who are out there doing bootleg videos, the great yeah. thing with the, the download shows now is that, you know, the, the video may not be studio quality, but it's good enough. And then the audio is you use the official audio, um, yeah. you know, and I do have um, gifted to me, clearly, yeah. uh, copies of shows in Barcelona, for instance, that were special and stuff. So, uh, yeah. hey, 
who knows but uh mm-hmm. i'm glad i'm glad they recorded this one yeah and you know we usually talk about you know when we're discussing this we'll say is there any low lights is there anything that weren't and and i think in this case i i can't say there is you know i, I think filler, this, no filler yeah exactly <laughs> i mean they're just it is it's very very good um so i i I want to talk, there is a, uh, a couple of people on Twitter and one especially that um, keeps crying for tracks too. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and is saying, you know, Bruce promised us a lot of surprises this year and he's let us down. And, and I got to thinking, you know, let's, you and I, it's, we're recording this in December. I, this has been a hell of a year of spring state we've got the uh, the president obama and him you know podcast and books yeah, the book yeah uh he did um you know the, we talked about the melon camp the killers yep. um he did he sang an inauguration he sang sang at the memorial for everyone in COVID, he sang at the 9-11 memorial um he's done a couple of appearances in the jersey area filling in right um and we got uh you know we did a super bowl commercial he got arrested but you know that worked out okay for him went back to broadway yep. and this release of this historical document and a hell of a fun show you tell me terry um in in i guess like 93 94 the middle 90s terry would you have loved this kind of year when it oh was yeah the i mean darkness was, right well what people forget is i mean no, pun intended i guess you know he did used to go dark for a year or two yeah um so you know you think between uh th- they did the river tour that finished mid 81 nebraska came out about a year later with no tour then it was another two years to um born in the usa so yeah i i think that is a a very smart reflection and yeah. also you know let's not lose sight of the fact that this artist is now 72 yes um you know i wonder if person i don't know who you're talking about the person on twitter yeah. will be working that hard when they're 72 yes exactly um, and you know in terms of tracks um tracks two i guess my you know my view is i i would be i would be blown away if track two was to come out and there was stuff that you sat there and thought oh my god you know there is there is the un, the, the polished diamond we didn't know about but i think that's highly unlikely i'm sure there's stuff in the vaults that will be interesting yes you know but um you know i, I was actually thinking when i was looking at the the river box set the other day just prepping for this of you know, when was when was the last time I went back and listened to the ties that bind as a single album? You know, I think I listened to it twice when I got the box set. That was it. Yes. So you know, we're not short of Bruce stuff to listen to. Um, well, and and I think that's a really good point, right? That the um, he's already gone to the vaults once and has released and shared. Um, it does feel like that he is not recording 
30 songs anymore for 12. Um, I think he has been a little more selective. So I'm sure there's a few outtakes that will be interesting. But yeah, I agree with you. I, I of course, am a completist like you. I want anything oh, he's yeah. recorded. I, I'd love to see. There is still that rumor, right? There's another, a whole album he recorded that he never released that he's thinking about. Uh, you know, I'd love to hear that. But I agree with you. I, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be interesting. But I don't think it will have the impact that the original tracks did as little steven says how did these things not make an album yeah all right uh, and i think that's uh, and you know i guess my view would be if if i've got a choice between getting two messages one is bruce is doing tracks two mm-hmm. or bruce is recording a new album i'd much rather have the second one. Oh, uh, absolutely yeah. i agree and, um but hey Let's see, you know, if he produces something, as you say, we will buy it and we will listen to it. And Absolutely. It will, will. Be, it will be interesting, but um, it's not going to be a life-changing experience. I no. And, and uh, when it happens, um, my hope is you will join me so that we can discuss. Uh, <laughs> yes. I would um, just going back to uh, yeah. the no nukes. And again, this is, uh, this is from, it's actually from the Pitchfork review. Yes. Um, but this resonated for me. So it's, it's, it's talks about the way the set is paced and then it fin- mm. finishes on old, old hits. And it says um, the Bruce and the East street band were by then amassing a deep catalog, but they remained connected with their audiences through the common vernacular of old hits. Those familiar choruses and hooks are war horses, but the East street band uses them as a vehicle for transcendence. Years of similar performances haven't diminished the power of this one. It has a distinctive blend of magic and might. It's the sound of a band who knows they've hit their stride and still gets giddy at the noise they make. And then it's final comment. I love this. It's a bar band delivering communion. I love that. Um, you know, <laughs> on a Sunday, particularly, that yes, feels appropriate. Very appropriate. <laughs> um, so, as I said, Chris watched a little bit of this with me, and he, you know, when you say "all due respect," right? You you are you are not being respectful, but he does mean this in a respectful way. You know, he's hearing Detroit medley, and he goes, "Why is he still doing shout?" when he could do Detroit medley dad I'm like I don't know he loves shout for some reason I don't get it and and he's like I just you would think he'd break it up and I you know and then quarter to three and I do think um you know once again as if if uh you know um if you and I were uh giving him advice not that he needs it as Laura has told us both right uh you know hey maybe mix it up like do quarter three, Detroit Bentley, shout, uh, just, you know, keep it, keep it fresh. A little I, I think that would be, if, if Bruce was to ask me, that would be my one thing that says, let's, uh, let's go back to the days where the encores were a surprise. Yes. Um, yeah. But Hey, yeah. he's clearly not going to ask me. And yes. he's, he's not, not he's asking not, me he's either. Not, he's not done too badly without yes. our advice. Absolutely. Yeah. He's done. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, you know, Miss him and Mr. Landau seem to be doing pretty well. Yeah, uh, Terry, as always, I love visiting with you. This is so great. Um, what do, what's what do you got coming up in music talks? 
Um, so I've uh, done my last episode of the normal format for the year. Um, and that uh, went out last Thursday. Um, and then I've recorded with um, my friend and yours, Stephen Routledge, as I have okay. for the last three years. So we've done our um, we've done our top ten albums. So we each choose our ten albums, um, and we've uh, because our uh, our tastes are very different. So um, this year there was only one. There was one choice on Stephen's list that would have made mine. There were none on mine that would have made his. There were actually only three on his that I recognized, let alone had heard. Mm -hmm. um, and we've basically come up with these names where um, I am top 40 Terry and he is, he is band camp boy. So um, <laughs> to give you some, to get, and this is not boasting about the audience figures for yeah. music talks. This is, but three of Stephen's choices actually get less, downloads on spotify the music talks to <laughs> um and i have to say one of those three is it's his number one album of the year it's a guy who lives between him and me he's a music teacher and it's brilliant it's a guy called andrew howie um but those episodes come out on the 16th um of december so we both count down from 10 to 5 and there's a little clip from each of our choices and then the final episode comes out on 30th of December, where we go from five to one. So if Great. people are in that, I never get to hear new music, um, you might find something in there that uh, appeals to you. And I, um, I ask, hopefully, um, in 2022, you will start up again with your normal format. We'll then be uh, we'll be back in. I think on what would it be? Let me think. It will be the fifteenth of January, and okay. uh, I can I continue. I continue to post every two weeks, and I'm glad to say um, I've got um, a really strong list of people who want to be on the show, and I'm really pleased that I have a number of women in there. Good, good. Uh, well, so my well, diversity is getting better, which is something I wanted to happen. So that's I, good. I absolutely do, and I will continue to send people. I think that will Please be good do. guests. Uh, because it's always interesting and it is such a joy. I continue to love the format. It, you've ended up creating a way to give a biography of someone and whether they know it or not, the soundtrack of their lives. Right. Yep. Um, and it's just always a joy to hear the diversity and the different kind of music that means to people. And as we talked about, right, um, you got to love someone who does a last minute audible and says, well, instead of Thunder Road, I'm going to do Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> uh, so just in case people don't know, that was a guest called Jishan uh, Lai, who was also a guest on Setlist in Bruce. Um, yes. And I loved the fact, as you said, it was an audible when it, when it's obviously Springsteen that was involved. And it was yeah, one yeah. of those moments that I think are good for the soul where I sat there and I thought, do you know what? This show is about the guests deciding what music they want to choose, not you deciding for the guest what they should. Exactly, so, uh, yes. And, and a great story. And Yushan Infernus has now put me in touch with one of, or one of her friends has reached out to say, I'd love to be on the show. So thank you, Jesse. And, uh, uh -huh. But I will continue to do one every two weeks, as opposed to, as we said before, you press record, it feels like you're doing about three or four a week at the moment. But I know that's going to. Hopefully I am, get down yes, I am room. hoping to slow down a little bit. Um, I did talk about, um, I was sharing with Terry because uh, coming up, I have a 
Michael Elliott, who has written a book on John Hyatt, who is someone you and I both love. Um, And so he um, also turns out to be a massive Springsteen fan. So he's going to return and we're going to do a Springsteen themed episode as well. But I am now going to, and Terry has agreed to join me. Uh, I'm asking for people who either know John Hyatt and love him or want to learn about a wonderful musician to pick an album, listen to it, and then join me to discuss. So I'm hoping I can get some rookie Hyatt, uh, you know, that are, they are normally, you know, love music, but you've just never explored his catalog to kind of pick an album and kind of listen and then we could discuss it. So I think that will be a lot of fun. That's one of my plans for 2022. That would be great. And talking of plans, um, the final thing about no nukes that uh, I forgot to mention, um, I have Saturday night to myself next week, Laura's yes. off out with the family. So what I'm planning to do is actually play the no nukes concert followed by the letter to you film. Oh, that will be very interesting. And I think doing the two back to back could be quite fun. I think that could be a lot of fun. I agree. Um, now then I want to go do that. Uh, <laughs> Terry, I hope you and your family, Laura, have a wonderful holiday season. Thank you. Um, it is, you know, I, um, there are many blessings doing this podcast and definitely among the top is the friendships I've made with people online and you definitely are the top one of the tops on that list, Terry. Well, you know the feelings mutual, Jesse. And yes. uh, yeah, I um, thank you as always. And have a great holiday. Well, thank you. And I did love when um, on Facebook, someone posted, where did you want to see Bruce perform live? And I said, Scotland, so that I could um, hang out with you. And you said, great. And then we would fly to Spain together. To, watch uh, to, Milan, to Milan. Well, here's, here's the thing. And I, I mean this nicely. Um, I'm actually getting, if there is a turn next year, I am now thinking that I'm probably going to be at the San Siro with about 25 people that I've invited. that's great. (laughs) Well, if they all turned up, it would. um, And I I do, uh, again, mean it as a positive, because one of the difference between Brits and Americans is if you you say to a Brit, uh, oh, you must come and see me sometime, you don't really mean it. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. wouldn't it? Whereas... We learned many, many years ago that if you say it to an American, they're likely to turn up. Yes, they are. <laughs> which I think is a good thing. So uh, is, if all it, of those people, including yourself, turn up the San Siro, then uh, that would be fantastic. That sounds Thank amazing. you, Jesse. Thank you, Terry. Uh, listeners, right. be safe. Uh, go get vaccinated. Go get your booster. I just got mine this week. Me too. And uh, take care of yourselves. Terry, happy holidays. And listeners, the same to you. We will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. 
There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts, as well as a Merry Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listing Bruce. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.